This amazing experience is a place where you too can connect, discover, grow, and lead for God here at Common Bond Church. such as this. Do you know the mission of your life? Do you know the purpose for what you actually were created for? Because I believe that that's one of the most important questions you could ever answer in your life. And several years ago, in my early 20s, I was actually given that question. And at that time, I really didn't know. You know, I didn't know for the purpose that God had actually sent me here. So it began a process in me where I began to explore and think about, you know, all the things that I was actually gifted for, all the things that I was talented for, all the things that I had a passion for, and then began to figure out why I was actually sent here on this earth. And so in today's message, I want us to discover, you know, what our purpose is. And I also want to challenge us to see if we are truly living that purpose actually every single day in our life. And today I'm actually going to do that by actually talking about the purpose and the message of Christ Jesus. Because when we talk about the purpose and the message of Christ Jesus, he's actually going to allow us to understand that once we understand his purpose, once we actually receive his identity of what he's done for our lives, we will in turn be able to live out the purpose that we actually have for our own lives. And so I want to do that by actually going back uh, to the scripture that we just read in John chapter 10. And in verse seven, I want to give us some context. I want us to understand exactly what we're trying to read. And so sometimes for many people, this is the most important part and part of the message, because we're just going to dig deeply into the scriptures and actually understand not just what we're actually going to focus on in John 10, 10, but I want us to see the context. I want us to see, you know, why Jesus is saying that he has come, that we might have life and more abundantly. So in verse seven, when Jesus Christ began to say to them, he says, truly, truly, I am the door. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and he will actually find pasture. You know, and I love what Jesus Christ begins to do as he introduces this message to us. He begins to give us his identity. He begins to help us to understand who he exactly is. And he begins by saying that I'm first a door. You know, I'm a simply entryway for you to go in and out. And when you think about any door, you know, it enables us to go from one destination to another. You know, before the door is actually there, we're on the other side. And so Jesus Christ is reminding us, helping us to understand that he is enabling us to go to another side in whatever we are trying to think about in him. So that's the very first thing I love to be able to talk about with Jesus Christ. You know, some people would like to tell us about what we should do in our life. Some people would like to tell us how to live the best life. What Jesus Christ is saying to all those individuals who actually try to give us a destiny, try to give us a purpose, he tries to tell us that they are thieves and robbers. They don't really understand you like I understand you. Those are the words of Jesus Christ. You know, he's trying to help us to say that he has what is necessary for us to know what we need to do in our life. Because he says in verse nine, that I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go 
in and out and he will find pasture. You know, we'll go through that door of that Jesus Christ provides for us and we'll be able to have a lush life. You know, we'll have a life that is beautiful, a life that is green, a life that is budding, a life that is agriculturally all that is necessary for us to live in. And he uses that agricultural language is because that's the times that they lived in. But if we lived in our times, we would talk about businesses booming. You know, we would talk about a reality where life is good. Life is is tasteful and all the things that we have. It's like the best dish that you ever had. You know, Jesus Christ is trying to give us that kind of expressive language to help us to know is, is when we walk through that door, there will be nothing better in our life. And so as we walk through that door in verse 10, he begins to say to you and I his purpose statement for us. The purpose statement of his own personal mission of why he actually came on this earth. He says that thief comes only to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And so he gives two parts of it and he begins to say to us that most people are in this world being stolen from, being destroyed and being killed because an enemy is on assignment and that's his purpose. And if we don't recognize that the enemy is on assignment, living that purpose, that's why our life is languishing, because the enemy is trying to do nothing but destroy every single hope that you have. But Jesus Christ said, I am not like that. He says, on the other hand, I have actually come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And you may immediately think that the life that Jesus Christ is referring to is eternal life. You know, the life that is after the life that we live here on earth, you know, a life that if we actually believe in him, that he actually came into this world to die for our sins and that we actually trust him, that he actually resurrected so that we too can actually defeat death by placing our trust in him that we'll have this eternal life. And if you actually understand that that's what eternal life means, then you actually are understand correctly what he is actually saying in this verse. But I want to also caution you that he's not just talking about eternal life. He's talking about all of life because guess what? Jesus Christ himself is all of life. He is the alpha and the omega. You know, he is the beginning and the end. The world was created for him and by him and without him, nothing was made that was created. And so what all that means is that every time you actually think Think about life. Everything that you think about, the breath that is in us that gives us life, it actually comes through Christ Jesus. And so I would like to do this. I want to slow down for a minute. And, you know, I decided to to bring a coin. You know, I decided to bring this coin out because I, I wanted us to understand that when we think about this abundant life message that Jesus Christ has given to us, it's almost like, uh, you can actually imagine what life looks like by thinking about this coin. And when I think about this coin, it has two sides to it. One is a heads and the other one is a tail that has an eagle on the back. And when you think about that, if if one of the sides were actually scraped off, if I decided to actually go to a store and actually try to uh, use it to buy something, somebody's going to look at that coin and say, hey, this doesn't spin here, you know, because it's, it's an invalid coin. And when I think about coins itself, What I want to share with us about this eternal life message is that it has two sides to it. It has two sides, meaning that, yes, we get eternal life when we actually believe on Jesus Christ, but also because of Jesus Christ and who he is, we also get life every single day. We get a perspective to understand that that we are supposed to enjoy life in this world because we have Christ Jesus. And so the biggest question that many of us may have is like, what does that mean? You know, what does that look like? Because that is the first step for us to be able to understand, are we experiencing the abundant life in this world. 
And so as we begin to slow down and, and, and really examine what that looks like in our life, the very first question that I always like to ask when I, when I talk about the abundant life is, is that if you believed in Jesus Christ, are you living the abundant life? You know, are you living a life where Jesus Christ said that you can go in and out and have pasture, where all things will be well for you? Because that's what he's actually saying to you and I. And I say, and I would venture to say that many of us would answer that in a negative. We say, no, I don't think that I'm living the abundant life. You know, I believe in Jesus Christ and I believe that I'll have eternal salvation because of the faith that I have in him. But sometimes life is extremely hard. You know, sometimes, you know, life makes me worried. You know, sometimes I have burdens in the issues of my life that, that I just can't actually escape and overcome. Sometimes my body is actually letting down on me and I don't feel that that's part of the abundant life experience. Well, that's what I actually want to talk about us today is understanding how can we truly experience a new and better life? How can we actually truly experience what Jesus Christ is trying to get us to experience in this world? And so the very first thing that I actually wanted to share with us is that when Jesus Christ begins to talk about the abundant life, he's beginning to tell us that it's a life that you've never experienced. It's a life that is not of your own accord. And so the, what I would like to begin sharing with us is that on this right hand is what I would like to describe the abundant life. You know, it's his picture. It's his standard. It's his way of actually doing things. And then on his left hand is a standard of this world. It's a way that the world has actually described how life should actually go. And those two don't actually correspond with one another. So in order to, to get the abundant life, you got to let this life go and actually begin to experience something new that gets you on this other side. And I love the fact that my Bible is open because that's the way that we actually get there through it. Because we've got to understand that God has actually described what the abundant looks like through his written word. He's begun to tell us that all the things that the world actually describes as life probably isn't life at all. It is probably the things that have actually enabled you to be stolen from, to be destroyed and to kill because we have hopes. And we have dreams that are based off of our own selfish motives, the motives that we actually care about that actually revolve around our desires of this world. You know, maybe it means that I could have lots of money, you know, where, you know, uh, People are feeding me fruits and berries and, and, and everything is just good in, in my world, you know, because that's that's kind of the picture, you know, of what this world actually defines what life really is supposed to be abundantly. But when you actually cross over and you start to accept Jesus Christ, what he begins to say to us is that life is not about you actually trying to figure out the best life for yourself. What life really is, is discovering who I am. You know, that's what Jesus Christ, he puts it, he flips it on its head and says, instead of having a perspective of you, have a perspective of me. Have a perspective where you actually decide that I am the greatest thing in this world and I'm willing to give everything up for it to be able to explore who Jesus Christ is and actually live in him. That's why he is the door of the sheep. He is the shepherd and he is the life itself. You know, he says that you come through me I will lead you to me, and then I will be the life that you actually need and you desire. You know, there's a man in the scriptures who was a rich ruler, and you can find this in either Mark chapter 10 or Matthew chapter 19. We're not going to go there and look at the details, but I actually want to describe his life to you. It was a man that was described in the Old Testament as one who actually followed every single commandment of the law. 
He knew everything perfect. He knew how to how to do everything. He knew how to go to church and say all the right words. He knew all the scriptures. And so he was able to confront himself with Jesus Christ. And he asked him a question. He said, Master, what shall I do that I may receive eternal life? And Jesus Christ looked at him and he loved him. And he says, I looked at all your life up, to, up and down, and there's only one thing that is missing. And the one thing that was missing, he said, he described it in this way to actually find it, to discover it. He said, I want you to sell all that you have because he was a rich man. And he said that, sell that to the poor and then come, find me, and then take up your cross and just start following me. And there you will discover eternal life. And as you think about that story today, I wanted to let you know that the man walked away from the offer that Jesus Christ gave him because his material possessions weighed heavily on him. They actually controlled him in this world. And for many of us, our own lives are kind of like that. It might not be the material wealth. You know, it might be the, the identity that we've actually crafted in our mind, crafted in our head of what our life should actually look like. You know, we may have decided that this is the way I want to do things. And when I bring Jesus Christ in the picture, I'm just going to ask him to do it my way. Well, Jesus Christ is saying something different. He says, eternal life. And the abundant life never works like that. I'm going to ask everyone who actually comes to me to lay down their life and actually pick up a new life in me. You know, that's that's where the message actually begins for us. So even if you are a great Christian who know all the scriptures, I still challenge you whether or not you have actually made that commitment, whether you have made that decision to lay down and give your life up for all that is actually in him. And I have a couple of scriptures that I actually wanted to to discuss with you that actually shows what that looks like. And the first one is actually in Romans uh, chapter 12, verses one and two. In Romans chapter 12, one and two, uh, really quickly, I, I just want to say this quick, uh, quickly so I can get back to John chapter 10. But in Romans chapter 12, you know, the apostle Paul understood what this meant. He had actually lived a life as a great Jew. You know, he knew all the scriptures. He knew everything that it actually meant to be a religious individual, but he still lacked one thing. He lacked the relationship that was found in Christ Jesus. And when he found it, he began to share with all the world. And what he shared with us in verse one of Romans chapter 12, he says, I appeal to you through the mercies of God. You know, in other words, I beg you hear one thing, my good people, you know, hear one good thing that you need to, to hear. Very first thing that you've got to do in a relationship with God is present your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual worship. And so the very first thing that I wanted to share with us as we think about crossing over to the abundant life, experiencing all that we have for him, is that are you willing to be a living sacrifice for him? You know, are you willing to give your whole life for him and decide that, the way that I was doing things is not the way that God actually designed me to actually live in this world. That is the very first thing. So I want us to think about well, what does that practically look like? You know, th there could be individuals of us who have a passion in life, you know, who have who are already living in a career, already doing a job that that, you know, are based on your skills, your gifts and your talents. But you haven't yet done it for God. You know, you haven't yet actually given him the opportunity to actually use you with your purpose, your gifts, your skills, and your talents. And so I believe that what, what Christ is actually calling us to do to live an abundant life is begin to say, Lord, anything that I am, use me. 
You know, anything that is good for this world, I'm giving it to you so that I can actually be used of your accord. You know, there was a woman in the scriptures in the book of Samuel who desired to have a child and she didn't have a child and she was barren for many days. And you may have heard this story before, but the thing that actually got God's attention was that she said, Lord, if you give me this child, I'll give him back to you. You know, I'll allow him to actually come up in the way of the Lord so that he can actually serve you and do the things that are necessary based on your dreams, based on your desires. And that's what God actually desires for all of us. He desires us to be able to say, be a person who actually decides to use all that they are for God's glory, for God's kingdom. You know, there's there's an important passage of scripture in, in uh, Matthew chapter six, where Jesus Christ begins to say to us that we should not build our worth on the things of this world, but instead we should lay up our treasures in heaven where neither moth destroy, where neither thieves break through and steal, because where our treasure is, there is also our heart. You know, God begins to say to us, figure out a way that you use everything for God's purpose first. And when you start to use everything for God's purpose, God begins to say that you will be on the right pathway to be able to understand what actually God has for us. And so what that could practically look like for you, I believe that you can have a skill. You know, maybe you even love to cook. You know, maybe even you even love to make music. But instead of actually saying, Lord, I just want to use that for my own glory so that I can become rich and famous and so I can become satisfied, you know, instead say, Lord, how would you actually want me to share this with the world? You know, how can the world actually benefit from what you actually created for me to be? It doesn't mean that you've got to come into the church to do it, but you've got to figure out a way to actually allow God to connect you to the world based on his glory. And he may want you to, to work in the secular world like I did for many years, but I was there on assignment. You know, I was there for a purpose to say that I'm going to reach people that my pastor can never reach. I'm going to reach people that the deacons can never reach. I'm going to reach people because God has given me a skill. He's given me a talent that only I can actually use in this endeavor. And so I'll do it with my the best uh, talent that I have, with the with the skill that I have, with the experience that I've learned. But I will never hide who God is in this arena. You know, I will always be proud to actually share my faith, to share the all the things that God has actually done for me in this world, so that they can actually understand how good and how great this awesome King is. And so I think that that's one of the first steps: be willing to actually be a vessel that is used for God in all of the world. You know, the second thing that I actually wanted to share with us is a couple more scriptures so that we can actually understand what Jesus Christ is actually saying to us. And so if you have your Bibles with you again, you know, go there with me because I wanted us to, to now go down to verse 11. When you go down to verse 11, here's what Jesus Christ begins to say to us. He says that I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He was a higher hand and not the shepherd. He who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches him and scatters him. He flees because he has a hired hand and cares nothing about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. And I wanted to, to pause there and for us to all to know clearly that whether or not that you have think that you hear the voice clearly of God, the scriptures here begin to plainly say that we should all, as his sheep, know how to hear his voice and actually discern it. You know, I love to actually think about what this means in the context of the scriptures, because I'm always constantly reminded every time I hear the word shepherd and sheep, the fact that all sheep 
you know, have one shepherd. And when they have one shepherd, you can bring around hundreds of other shepherd. But if they're all in the room and they're all shouting and they're all talking, that sheep will actually just hear that one shepherd's voice. And in the same kind of way, God is saying that's who we should be. We should be a people that hears all the voices of this world that are different than his. But whenever we hear his voice, we tune in. We hear his voice in a way that that's the one that gives us direction. That's the one that actually gives us guidance. And so I love to be able for us to know and to understand that when we begin to need to live this abundant life, God is calling us into a, pers a personal relationship with him so that we actually hear his voice more intimately than any other voice in this world. And I love to be able to say that there are many voices around that speak to us. You know, the media speaks to us. Social media speaks to us. You know, our friends and family on those channels, they speak to us. You know, my wife speaks to me constantly and it's a, a great voice, you know, as I, I love to be able to say, but it's not the voice of the shepherd. You know, his voice is actually the voice that is the most important voice that we'll ever need to hear in our, in our life. And so every single day, we've got to carve out time to make sure that's the most important voice that we're hearing. And we can hear it in the scriptures. You know, we can hear it in our prayer time. We can hear it in messages like this, where we are actually are, are coming close to the word of God so that God can begin to speak to our heart. That's what we got to do is prioritize his voice. And so even if you don't think that you hear the intimate voice of God here yet today, I wanted to help us to understand that when we read these words, God is giving you a declaration. You know, God is giving you a promise and he's giving you the hope to be able to understand that you will hear his voice if you are his sheep. And so what that just means is that we've got to just come closer and say, Lord, I want to be the one that actually hears your voice consistently over and over again. And so I'm, I'm making myself available. Just begin to speak to me. And I promise you, when you make that kind of commitment, you will start to intimately hear the voice of God. You know, the abundant life experience is not according to the standards of this world. But he says that here's what happens with individuals who do have eternal life. They'll experience this kind of world. They'll experience a life of love. They'll experience a life of joy. They'll experience a life of peace. They'll experience a life of patience, a life of kindness, a life of goodness, a life of faithfulness, a life of gentleness, a life of self-control. That's the standard of what the abundant life looks like. You know, it's a standard that you'll never find in this world. If you have all the riches that this world can actually give you, if you have all the desires that your personal heart actually desires, if you actually are living according to the standards of this world, you will never experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, you will never experience those things because they're only found in the kingdom of God. And so as I think about asking you that question again that I asked all the way at the beginning, do you know the purpose for which you were created? Do you know the reason why God actually sent you into this world? The reason why God actually sent me here is so that I can actually live a life that is surrounded by him and help other people do the same. You know, that's my mission and my purpose. And I begin to understand how to do that in seasons of life in different ways. Sometimes I'm growing in it by actually being introduced to his word. Sometimes I'm being trained into it, into it so I can actually do it more better than I've ever done before. Sometimes I'm, I'm actually sharing it as I'm doing today, getting the opportunity to share God's truth and love with you in a way that he's only designed me to do. And so as you actually begin to understand your mission and purpose, what I'm actually trying to share with you as well, it revolves around 
giving your life to Christ Jesus in a way that he can be able to show you how to give it back to others in this world. And when you do that, I firmly believe that you'll be able to start to experience life in a greater way. You'll be able to start to experience a connection with Christ Jesus that gives you love, that gives you joy, that gives you peace, that gives you thanksgiving. He'll also even provide for you because he has a plan for your life that was created, not of your own doing, but of the doing that he actually had for you. And so I'm saying a mouthful today, but I'm saying something that is good to you, is that when you try to actually experience the abundant life, allow yourself to give all that you have for God and understand that as you grow and as you develop, it's all still the same, but he has seasons for you to actually begin to develop that life in you. You know, one season might not look the same, but it's going to have that same purpose designed around it. You might be growing it and developing so that you get to a point where God actually designs and allows you to do exactly what you're called to do. And so I'm excited to share that message. And I wanted to have you think about this as we go home today, is I want you to look in the mirror and actually imagine yourself placing that gun to your head and say, you know, do you know what your purpose for and what you were created to do? Find John 10, actually hear his purpose of why he created you and see how you can actually live that out in this world. It's the most important message that you can actually live for all of your life. It will change the way that you think, the relationships that you have around you, and also the career that you have, because your purpose is supposed to be designed with everything in mind in your life. So begin to think about that and actually connect with us at Common Bond Church so that we can hear what God's actually doing in your life. Amen. If this message has been a blessing to you, I would love to connect with you in a greater way. You can visit us on our website at www.commonbondchurch.org and you can fill out a comment card or even give us a prayer request and we can connect with you. May the grace of God be with us. May the mercy of God be with us. We have one true Savior and his name is Jesus Christ. Let us all go in peace until we all see each other again. Amen.